Welcome to Joyful Marketing. I'm Simone Soul, and I teach you how to get your life coaching practice fully booked without having to pay for ads, buy Instagram followers, or complicated sales funnels. It's not rocket science, and you can do it too. Listen on to find out how. Okay, listen to me, my friends. If you ever find it hard to reconcile the ups and downs of your brain and your life with showing up for your business, you know what I'm talking about. Let's say you're a weight loss coach and you just gained a bunch of weight, or you're a confidence coach and your confidence has been down in the gutter for whatever reason, stuff like that. You know, you're a business coach and your business is in a terrible state and you, you're freaking out about it. It happens to all of us. If that's happening to you or you struggle with that kind of thing, this episode is a must listen. You're about to listen to my conversation with my mastermind client, Stephanie Spinelli. She's a general life coach whose specialty is helping women reclaim themselves. And here's what she's created. She's made more than her entire last year's income in one month during the mastermind and is ending the mastermind having quadrupled her client load. She just radiates wisdom and self-love, as you're going to hear, and she's been such an amazing presence, not just for the actual clients she serves, but also for her peers in the mastermind. And here's the important part. She did all of it while her personal life was, let's say, in some seriously stormy waters. You're about to hear her talk about how she'd be like crying her eyes out for hours out of her day and then like clean up for 10 minutes before she goes on to coach a client or gets on a consult. I mean, seriously, how how does somebody do that? Well, get your notebook and get ready to start taking notes. She lets you in on the beliefs, the skills, and the foundational principles of coaching, which by the way, are the same ones she uses with her clients that helped her to put her game face on and keep delivering at a high level for her clients over and over and over again, keeping her in that high level selling marketing energy, which resulted in consistent business growth throughout all of the storminess in her, in her personal life. I promise you, if you take what she teaches seriously and slow down your brain enough to actually implement it day by day, Nothing that happens in your personal life will ever have to slow down your business growth. And that is truly priceless. So without further ado, the following is my conversation with Stephanie. Enjoy. Can I just ask you, start by asking you, like, what's the biggest learning or what are you most proud of in terms of having grown through or accomplished in the last almost six months that we've been working together? Yes. So it's funny. You know what it is? It's that my thoughts create my results. (laughs) I always intellectually understood that. I mean, obviously, right? Like I'm a coach. I've been through life coach school certification. Like I know that my thoughts create my results, but I finally came face to face with it as I was moving through so much personal drama. Yeah. And it was at first it was affecting my business because it was it was kind of skewing my self-concept as a coach. Yeah. And one day I basically had a realization that that thought that the thought that my personal drama has anything to do with my talent as a coach is what was creating my inconsistent results. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just not even true. Like that's that's so silly, right? Like, of course, that has nothing to do with it. Let's just put, hold on. I feel like I I skipped a bunch of stuff that I wanted to mention in the beginning, which I just want to put your growth into perspective. So what was your, so Stephanie's a general life coach, doesn't have a specific niche. And what does your business look like before you came into the mastermind? 
Oh, yeah. Before I came into the mastermind, I think I had between like three and five clients, you know, like they weren't necessarily re-upping at the end. So I was varying from three to five on any given month. You, I think you've you've grown consistently since the beginning. And, and how many clients do you have now? Um, I have 11 clients now. And basically, I had this big breakthrough for myself in January. And then February was my biggest month ever. Like I made I made 17K in February, which is more than I made all of last year. It allowed me to really like understanding the amount of control I have over this, over my outcomes, <laughs> over my results of like my marketing and signing clients and how many clients I saw, realizing just how much I control that just put me so much at ease. And it was the end of my hustle energy. It was like the end of the hustle era for me. You're making it sound so simple. And I really want to drill into this for listeners because I think for, for a lot of us who, who are general life coaches, right? It's very easy to think. I mean, in so many ways, it's true that your life, like your personal life is sort of the testament to the power of your own self coaching, right? Like yes. when, when you're a general life coach, like your life is what you have to show for it. Like your own processes, what the results that you create in your own life. And I'm so interested to like get into the nuance of how you kept a high or how you um, cultivated or and or kept a high self-concept as a general life coach when there was so much changing in your personal life. And, and I think I talked to Stephanie earlier and she said that she's comfortable sharing that there was what was going on because we're really referring to it obliquely, but there was a lot of, you know, drama in her marriage. And there was like, just of the kind that I think it'd be easy to imagine just like sucking the, you know, the, <laughs> the energy out of any person's life. Like I think Stephanie, I think she's comfortable me with me characterizing it as a yes. know, marital drama of the highest order. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> we're not going to go into more detail on that, but so when that's happening, right, where did you get your authority? Where did your self-concept as a, as a life coach derive from when it didn't look like, you know, when your life didn't look picture perfect? Yeah. It was actually the contrast of how I would be feeling in between calls, <laughs> in between consults, mm. like crying, you know, like going through my own stuff, but then immediately being able to put my game face on, you know, when, when push came to shove and, and if I have to sit down with a client, I was able to get in a clean headspace before and then like, you know, coach the crap out of them. And it wasn't a problem, you know, and I would have consults and I would sign the class. I would be like crying 10 minutes prior and then like put my game face on, go on, you know, sign the client. And then I just realized that it's only a problem if I make it one, like my personal life is only as much of a problem to my coaching business as I make it. And I have complete control over that. And so I can decide that it's not a problem. And Ever since then, like all of my shifts came from every time there's something that presents on the surface as a problem, I ask myself like, okay, how is this actually not a problem? Didn't you have thoughts like, cause I'm asking, cause I definitely had thoughts like this. Like when you, when you're crying all the time in between, in between consults and between client calls, and it, it feels like you, you know, your personal life is falling apart. Isn't it easy to entertain thoughts like, you're, I'm supposed to be helping people live their best lives. And if my own personal life doesn't look like, you know, doesn't, doesn't look perfect, then, then 
you know, who am I to help other people live their life? Didn't, didn't your brain present thoughts like that to you? Oh, a thousand percent. Like, especially in, in the beginning of it, my brain, of course, got very judgy about that and was like, you have no business being a coach. It would say things like that. Like, you have no business being a coach. Like, look at your life. And it's like, but then I would answer it back like, yeah, but I'm, I'm getting through this because I know how to manage my mind. Like, that's the gift of coaching. And I, I can still give that. Like, there's no problem with me still coaching my clients, right? And like everything I'm going through in my personal life is just a testament actually to how much I can manage my mind. Like crying is not a problem. Being sad about what I'm going through, like of course I was sad, not a problem, not a reflection of me as a coach in any way, shape or form, just a reflection that I'm a human being and hopefully my clients appreciate that. <laughs> I mean, you're laughing now, but let's talk about that, right? Like you're a human being, your life is you're not perfect. Your life, sometimes it looks like it's falling apart. And tell me more about, because I think it's so important to, because you, your brain, you had the thought that hopefully my clients can appreciate this. And it's almost like, like a strength. It's almost like a, like an advantage to you that yeah, all this stuff is happening and I'm managing my mind and I'm showing up to serve. And this is something that actually helps me serve clients better. You know, I've always kind of been in this space of whatever I go through can help somebody else. Like, you know, like it has a purpose, like there's a purpose to my pain. The reason for it is so that I can then help somebody else. I've kind of always been in that mindset, even before I was a coach. I'm a registered nurse. That was like my original job career path. And so I think like being in service in that way just comes naturally to me. Mm. It was more like the problem just came from my own, like tangling with my brain over it. And then finally, my breakthrough came in understanding that I didn't have to tangle with it. Like, I'm the boss of it. I get to just say, right? And then I developed like this idea of how to overcome when my brain does get like judgy and, and crappy on me. Did you ever see, I mean, did you ever listen to that part of an earlier episode of my podcast where I compared it, compared showing up even when your life is a mess to like, you're a nurse and you see somebody like yes. on the ground? <laughs> Totally. I loved that. It was perfect. It like spoke right to me. I'm like, oh, exactly. That's exactly how it is. Right. Like when you're a medical professional, like you put your feelings in a box on the shelf and you go to work. There's no other option. So it, it definitely was like, oh, I know how to do this. It, it definitely clicked that podcast. Yeah. That was huge for me. And it helped it really click for me for sure. Yeah. Cause it's kind of like, I mean, putting all your feelings in a box sounds weird, but the idea is that you don't stop having your skill set and your medical knowledge as a nurse when there's somebody who's on the floor and like, you know, not okay in front of you. And so you right. just go to work to help that person because whether you're having a bad day or whatever, it does not matter. You can, right. someone, it's, irrelevant. it's irrelevant. There's someone in front of you who needs help and there you are, you can show up with the, with, with the, your knowledge and skills. And it's exactly the same as a life coach. Like it doesn't matter. You were crying 10 minutes before what, what matters is that you have the knowledge and the skill set to help somebody else who's in front of you and you just get to work. I wonder if, if it's easier for like a former or current, I should say, um, like medical, like healthcare professionals to like tap into that professional mode. Cause I think some other of us, um, <laughs> when I'm, I'm talking about like myself, like who I used to be. And even sometimes now it's like, it's very easy to conflate my, you know, my personal feelings and my personal life and with my professional skills and use one to invalidate the other when not everything is perfect. Right. Yeah. Yeah, totally. 
I do want to make clear because I'm, I'm afraid I'm coming up. Maybe I'm coming across as like, I just present this perfect face. Like I do believe vulnerability is really important. And I have a Facebook group, a free Facebook group, but my clients are in it. Like almost all of my clients are also in it. And I'll go in there and kind of talk about what I'm going through personally sometimes just to like use myself as an example for them. Mm. Like I'll explain like, this is what I'm going through. Like they know all the details of, of all the stuff I've been going through. Cause I'll just go in there and be oh, like, really? yeah, yeah. Cause yeah. I'll, I'll go in and be like, this is what's going on. And this is the coaching tool that I'm using on myself to get through it. Or I'll talk about like how, you know, I have my own coach and my coach coaches me through it. Like, so I, I don't want to make it seem like I, I present this perfect facade because I definitely, that's not what I'm trying to do. But I'm it's, just it's like to- you're being a perfect example of what, what it's like to be imperfect. <laughs> yeah, that's my aim. Yes, exactly. That's Perfectly so imperfect. good. Here's the, here's the threads of thoughts that I'm hearing from you, like beliefs in your brain that are keeping you at such a high level of being able to serve clients and to help yourself throughout all of this, which is that first, like, it's kind of like, like I put my own oxygen mask on first, right? Like that's very much, I don't know if that's exactly how you articulate it to my, to yourself, but what I'm hearing is, okay, there's all this stuff happening in my life. My first job is to manage my own mind and to be there for myself and give myself what I need. A thousand percent. When I do that, that only then can I show up and be able to help other people to teach them. This is how I got through. This is how you can help yourself get through this. Right. Right. And so here's the first part is like, I owe my first job is to always like self-coaching is always my first job, manage my own mind, take care of myself, put on my oxygen mask first. That's first. And then second is like, it's almost like so subtle. It's easy to miss, but there's, there's a belief, there's a self-concept, like none of it, whatever it is, none of it ever has to get in the way of me helping people ever. Right. 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 Yes. Like these, these two things are implicit in what you're saying and they sound almost like so basic, but I think they're so powerful because I think the reason that a lot of coaches who are struggling, especially general life coaches, I just everybody, but especially general life coaches, because I think it's, if you're a general life coach, it's very, again, I think it's easier to conflate your personal life and, you know, your personal perfection with your ability to help. But a lot of people believe the opposite of these mm-hmm. two things, which is that first, like, oh no, like they forget to put on their own oxygen mask. They help, they forget to help themselves. They forget to use their own tools on themselves. I know you yes. have a lot of things to stay, say about that, Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's, it's just um, it's the basic tools, everybody. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's like, we do all these things. We think we have to do all these things to like get it. We think it's like something outside of us. It's this magical thing. It's just going to happen one day if I keep joining programs. <laughs> um, <laughs> if I keep and paying coaches. It's actually right. inside of you what you already know and applying that. Like applying what you already know to yourself consistently is literally it. Like that's it. <laughs> like I remember you had a post about in our, in our Facebook group about this, about, hey, coaches, it's like, we never need anything new or fancy. It's just like, don't forget to do what you already know, right? Yeah, yeah. So basically, one day, I I had this thought like, oh, I should write a post. Like, I should write a Facebook post. And I started to write it, but I immediately remembered 
we talk often in the mastermind about like the energy in which you're writing the post. And it's not to say that we're perfectionists about it, but it's like when you get garbage challenge and you get to in a more regular, consistent space of writing, noticing the energy that you're writing in. And so that day I just remembered and I like noticed that I was in this convincing energy, like a little bit of like a graspy, convincing energy. And it was almost like my post, especially the way I wrote it that day, it was like I was trying to convince people that I'm a good coach and convince them that coaching is the thing and that they, and that they should hire. What did you notice that? Because I feel like a lot of coaches are in that mode and they don't notice that they're in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, that's the kind of thing where it's like, I don't, I, I couldn't even tell you. I, I guess I, I couldn't like quite say, I think it's just having been a coach, having had my own coach for, for so long now, your brain just eventually gets it. I don't know. I, 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 do I, I call bullshit. I call bullshit. I, on, I just know. Come on. I don't, I don't buy that. You don't know that it just happens. Like I bet there is a way that you do know there's like a telltale sign. There's like a cue where you're like, Oh, I'm in convinced energy. Hold on. What is that? Yeah. Yeah. Think, well, thinking back on that day, I think at that time in the mastermind, there had been talk in general about that, like the energy that we're writing posts and, mm-hmm. um, and so I was trying to be more aware of it and I noticed how I felt in my body. Mm. I would say that was the the biggest thing was that I really have been in the past six months, like learning how to really tune into my body and like the wisdom and intuition that comes from my body, not my brain, not my thoughts, but my feeling inside of me Mm. Um, and using that as a guide. And so that day I noticed that it did, I didn't feel good. It didn't feel good in my body. It just felt like, icky and graspy and like sad. And Mm. so I didn't want to post, you know, I didn't post it because I'm like, oh no, I I don't need to be in this convincing energy. And from there, I took it to like a little self-coaching session where I was like, okay, what's the thought that would have me in convincing energy? Mm. And and then I said to myself, it's almost as if I was trying to prove myself. Mm. And and then I said, prove myself to who? (laughs) You know, like Mm. it was like I was just having the awareness was just like unfolding in front of me like what am I doing? Like, I don't need to prove myself to anyone. I just need to prove it to myself. And then I said to myself, I just need to decide because my thoughts create my results. You see, it was like step by step by step. It just kind of all unfolded that morning into this big, like, oh my God, I get to decide. I get to just decide that I'm an amazing coach. Like I could, it's not something I ever have to prove or could prove to somebody. Right. Right. Like it has to just be my truth that feels true inside of me. And I get to decide that. So once I did that, I came to the group and I, and I told everyone, and then I said, I realized that we get to hold this belief all the time. And if we do that, then when the brain drama comes up, which we can just expect because we're human, like it will always come up. We don't actually have to indulge it or believe it. And I said, I realized that like up until that point, what I had been doing was believing and indulging in the brain drama. Like if my brain came up and was like, maybe you're not a good coach. I'd be like, oh crap, maybe I'm not. And then I'd like sit there and do models. And, and it was like, now I realize like, I don't even have to do that. Like I already decided I'm an amazing coach. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so I likened it. The example I gave in the group was like, because I'm from New York. So I was like, it's like a pickpocket on the subway that creates a diversion. 
<laughs> like that's what your brain is doing. Like it's just trying to create a, a diversion because it doesn't want you to work on your business, right? Like working on the business is scary and uncertain and your brain doesn't want you doing it. So it creates a diversion with the brain drama of like telling you, you suck. I was like, that's yeah. just a brilliant metaphor. Cause it's like getting off on that stop because somebody picked your pocket and like not going to your destination. Right. 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 It's like, oh, let yeah. me like stop going home because I just got pickpocketed, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you know, when they create the diversion, you're you're believing that there's actually a problem going on, right? So like they act as if, you know, they, they knock someone's bag out of their hand and then it's like, oh, and you look over there, and meanwhile, they're over here, you know, picking your pocket. And it's like that's what your brain is doing. Like it's distracting you with the drama. So you look mm -hmm. away from your business, you don't see the control that you're giving up in your business because you're indulging in your brain drama. Now, when we get brain drama, we just look at look at that as our cue that like, oh, I just need to redirect back into what I do believe. Like I need to remind myself that I'm an amazing coach and I need to remind myself that like everyone wants to work with me. Whatever it is, the beliefs that you're working on for your business, right? When your brain tries to tell you, don't believe that because you suck, Instead of believing your brain, you can just be like, oh, that's just my brain being a brain and then like pivot back. Right. But, yeah. but before I had this realization, I wasn't doing that. I was always believing my brain. And so it was like this stop, start, you know, interrupted kind of progress of like, and I'm sure everyone, especially, you know, in the beginning is familiar with this, where it's like, you have a good month and then, and then you don't, you know, and then you get in then drama. You about spend that. four months freaking out about that one yeah. month that your brain said it was, was bad. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Instead of just being like, you know, literally nothing's ever a problem, <laughs> you know, and yeah. I get to believe that it doesn't mean that I don't find solutions for things. It just means I don't indulge in drama. I don't indulge in, in letting it get me like sad and, and lower my self-esteem or, or damage my self-concept as a coach. Like I don't let it do any of that. What kind of results do you help your clients get as a general life coach? So yeah, I call myself the fairy godmother of coaching because my, my whole shtick is like self-love is really at the root of all of it. And here are all the reasons, like your brain has all these reasons why you shouldn't love yourself and why you don't deserve it and why you're not worthy. And that's what's keeping you from getting the results that you want. So we're, we just look at all of that. And then we work on building up like the self-trust and the self-love. And we work on learning how to feel negative emotion so that, right? So it's like when I, when I was talking before about like the brain drama being like the pickpocket, that's if you can catch it early. Like if you catch it, as soon as it's like a thought, like before it sets in as a, like a, a big feeling in your body, mm. right? You can catch it early and then you can pivot. But if it's set in your body as like a big negative emotion now, and you're trying to just like jump to a new model without addressing it and like holding space for it, then you're going to find yourself in some, in some trouble. Mm. That's a, such an incredibly important, useful distinction. Like when it's like, oh, I'm having a thought, like I'm just going to go do, do a model and pick a different thought. And when it's sent to your body and try to find another thought to believe in, it just feels like a distraction. That's a distraction from really like being present with what's going on in your body. Right. So can you give us some insights on how you process that, how you move through that when it's already set in to your body? I basically think of all of my emotions as their own spirits but they're a part of me and they're of me. 
So it's almost like when you're pregnant with a baby, right? Like the baby is its own, but it's also in you and a part of you. Mm. So that's how I think of our emotions, right? And our negative emotions in particular don't know that they're negative emotions. Like they don't know that they make us feel terrible. They have no idea. Like it's, it's a part of us. It thinks it's our best friend, right? So like, let's just take anxiety, for example. If I have anxiety, the way I look at it now is like, I have a spirit of anxiety with me today and it has a message for me, Hmm. right? It has information for me. It's not just trying to torture me. That's Hmm. not what your feelings are trying to do. Like they're trying to just give you a message and they love you so much. And they think that they're your best friend. So they just want to get this very important message to you. Mm. And if you're resisting them, if you're like, no, get the hell away from me. I don't want to be around you. You make me feel terrible. They don't understand. They're like, no, you don't understand. I have this message for you. Like it's really They cling to you even tighter. So you really get the message. Yeah. Yes. And it's like, so if you can understand that that's all that's happening, and this is why I find you know, thinking of it as its own spirit is helpful, you know, to me and my clients. And a benevolent spirit, right? Like it's always yes. trying to help you, even though yes. it does not succeed. <laughs> totally, right? Yeah. It's not yeah. trying to torture you. Yeah. So like it loves you. So like just let it in. Like let it be there with you. Let it give 100%. you the message. Right. So I if I feel anxiety, I'll tune into how it feels in my body and then I'll be like, hi, like welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Come in. Tell me what's going on. Like what what's wrong? Like what do you think is the problem? Right. And then the feeling, when you check in with the feeling like that, it will tell you. It'll never not tell you. It will always tell you. Right. So like let's only if you're not if only if you're being nice to it. <laughs> right. If you if you're yeah. talking smack to it, then it's just gonna be like loud and you're not gonna hear what it's saying. So yeah. If I ask my anxiety, what, you know, what's the problem? It might say something like, I'm afraid, you know, everyone's going to hate us and we're not going to get clients. Yeah. So an example, (laughs) yeah, an example of indulging this, which will keep the emotion longer with you Mm -hmm. is if you're like, oh crap, you're right. We're totally screwed. Right. Which Mm -hmm. like, you would never say that to like someone you love. (laughs) You would never say that to a client. Yeah, you would never say that to a client or your best friend. If they came in, they're like, I'm so afraid. You wouldn't be like, yeah, you should be. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I advise you to never leave your house. (laughs) You know? So I think of it as like, that's indulging it. And when you sit down and agree with it, then it's just going to keep telling you and you're going to be like, yep. And then you're going to feel terrible. But if you're sitting with it and you're like, what's the message? And it's like, I'm afraid. And then you answer that with love and compassion. Yeah. Like, of course you're afraid this, you know, this was a triggering event today. Like, of course you're afraid. It's completely appropriate that you'd be feeling afraid, but I love you. And I promise that nobody's going to hate us. And I promise I'm going to make it okay. Right. Like if you talk to the feeling like that, then it just gets happy and it's like, okay. And it, and it just kind of dissipates. Like it's not going to stick around and torture you all day. If you take the time to meet it with love and compassion. What I love so much is that you use these really critical and I, I want to say like basic, but not in the sense of like, this is beginner stuff. Like this, I mean, it is beginner stuff, but it's also the most advanced work that we can do on ourselves. Right. Like I think a lot of the times we go out and try to look for new things, new tools, new perspectives, new, new things that are out there. And we forget that the most basic tools that we have are also the most advanced tools. If we keep coming back to them 
because we remember how important they are and remember that that's actually, they actually are everything. Like be aware of your thoughts, like be aware of what's going on in your body, be with yourself compassionately when you're having emotions, being able to talk to yourself in a, in a loving, nourishing, you know, from the wise part of you, like these are all, this is what we teach our clients and it's what we need to go back to the most, but then we forget because, because we forget, right? Totally. Being the observer. Being the observer. These are the same exact ideas, concepts, tools that Stephanie used to like come back into business mode, to come back into serving mode after she spent hours crying about her personal life to like be back in the game to serve a client during a consult or to serve a client during a during a client call, or even to serve her clients in her Facebook group and say, hey, I, I'm teaching you how to, wait, what was the name of the group again? How to reclaim yourself, right? Wait, women reclaiming themselves. Yeah. This is, you're a woman. I'm going to teach you how to reclaim yourself. And this is how I am reclaiming myself. It's just like teaching those basic tools over and over again. Again, not basic as in beginner, but like basic as in the most fundamental and the most important. Right. And so I think you're such a, an amazing testament to yes. the power of those tools to help you in business and your life. And in the sufficiency of those tools as a life coach in business, to be able to create whatever result you want, whatever is happening in your life. It's so good. Which is just magic. Yeah, which is just magic. (laughs) And Stephanie has a goal to hit six figures this year, and she's completely on track. So on your way to, to hit six figures this year, what do you think your work is? Like, what are you focused on the most? Oh, that's a great question. What am I focused on the most? Like, what's the growth that you're leaning into the most? Yeah. The growth that I'm leaning into is not believing the brain drama yet, always checking in with my body and the wisdom of my body and my feelings for like every next step, letting joy be what leads me, letting what lights me up in marketing in particular be what leads me. What lights you up in marketing? Just curious. What lights me up in marketing is being as like extra and over the top as I possibly can be in my, in my photos and kind of, I've always been one to kind of talk about taboo topics, you know, like not, I'm not ashamed to, to really talk about anything. And so like that lights me up, like bring, you know, shining a light on things that people are usually too ashamed to admit or talk about and just kind of like shining a light on that and being like, it's okay. You know, like we're all human. Like, for example, with all this, the marriage drama, I talk to people, you know, like my tattoo artist and my hairdresser and like wherever I go to like get something done, you know, you have the conversation where like, yeah, I'm a life coach and this and that. And I'll talk about things that I'm going through in my marriage. And it never fails that like every single person that I like tell my stuff to is like, oh, me too. Mm. And it's like, people have no idea that they're so not alone. Like everyone is struggling in their marriage. (laughs) Not Mm. everyone, not you, Simone, of course. But you know what I mean? Like, you know, I I have have struggled in my marriage, in my first marriage. Yeah. It's so common. It's so common. And people don't understand because nobody talks about it. Right? Like people are ashamed, they keep it to themselves. And I definitely want to be, you know, one of these people that I shine a light on it in a positive way and to say, like, it's totally okay that you're going through this. You're not alone. Many people are going through it. And it's part of being human and, and your journey here on earth. And it's all okay. 
first of all, I love that what according to what you said, what's gonna get you to six figures this year is the exact same thing that created your growth last year. You're like, it's nothing, it's not different, it's the same thing. Like <laughs> it's like I, I choose my beliefs, I, I pay attention to my body, I am present with my body. All these same things are gonna take me to the next level as well. And that's hundred percent true. And I'm gonna bet that the same tools and the same concepts are gonna take you to a million dollars and beyond. And I also love so much that you are such an example of the perfection of the imperfection of your life. Like the, the imperfection is what creates your authority because none of us is, is perfect. And all the stuff that happens in our lives that make us feel like we're uniquely fucked, that, that make us feel like we are alone and that we should suffer through whatever by ourselves, like the same lie, the same pickpocket distraction lie that's telling you that that's the reason why you can't serve your clients. That's the reason why you can't show up to your business, right? It's the same lie that your clients, that the people that you want to serve are believing when they hold themselves back from pursuing their dreams, when they hold them, when they don't let themselves enjoy, enjoy. who they are and what they've created in life, right? So Stephanie, if people want to get coached on their taboo things <laughs> and, <laughs> and about their imperfect marriages and making your dreams come true and having your ma mind managed through everything that life can throw us so that we can be brilliant and human at the same time, where can they come yes. find you? Yes. Oh, I loved all of that. I just wrote your I copy for you. My copy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm like, that's great copy. Um, yeah. So I'm on Facebook, obviously. Uh, like anyone can send me a friend request. I'm still in that zone where my I, I don't have enough friends yet. I only have like 500. So feel free to friend me on Facebook. <laughs> Listen, you can, um, like Stephanie, you can still make a ton of money with 500 friends on Facebook. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. No, I mean, I've learned that already, which is awesome. Yeah. But I, but yeah, and I do have a coaching page, but I really post most of my content just right to my my personal profile. It's public and that's like my main hub, I would say. Awesome. And also my group on Facebook is women reclaiming themselves, search for it, and women only, please, in that group. Yeah. And yeah, that's where you can find me. Okay, great. So go look up and friend Stephanie Spinelli on, on Facebook. And it was such a pleasure to coach you all these months and to also be able to feature your brilliance on this podcast. Thank you so much, Simone. Um, you're an amazing teacher and leader. And it's just an honor to be in your presence and for having me on the podcast. It, it was a blast despite all the technical difficulties. And just thank you for everything. Okay. So I'm going to edit out all the technical difficulties for you to listen to on the actual okay. podcast. <laughs> However, for listeners, I want you to know that uh, we treated the technical difficulties as pickpockets and we did not let yes. them slow us down. We just did it. <laughs> <laughs> we just get, we got her done. All right. I look forward to continuing to watch you just crush it. You just remember where you're going. You're on the train. Your train is taking you to a destination. The only way you get off the train is if you get off the train because you think there was a pickpocket. Just stay on the train and yeah. that's going to take you to where you need to go. <laughs> all right. I'll yeah. talk to you all Thank next you. week. Bye. Bye. 
Hey, if you want a shot of fresh inspiration and actionable tips to improve your marketing every single week in your inbox, you better get on my email list. Sign up to receive my free ebook called 20 Unsolicited Copy Tips. It's been known to get people to come out of the woodwork and ask to work with you. So get on that link in the show notes and I'll see you in your inbox next time. Bye.